welcome back to the Get Out of Porn podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. In this week's episode, we want to talk about praying through the addiction. If you've been in the church at all, and if you've struggled with this addiction, and if you've told anybody, chances are you have heard the phrase, well, why don't you read your Bible and pray more? I recently talked with a client of mine who mentioned that he was given the advice to memorize the book of James to overcome his porn addiction. No, no. That's, I'm sorry, that's not going to cut it. That is a great thing. Should he memorize the book of James? Absolutely. I'm not saying he shouldn't. Should we read our Bible? Absolutely. Should we pray? Absolutely. However, let me tell you about it from my point of view. I did pray. For a decade, I prayed. Pretty much every single day, God, please take this away from me. Please get me out of the addiction. I am done with this. I can't stand this. I can't stand myself. I know I'm hurting you. Please get me out of it. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed to the point that I said, well, prayer doesn't work. God clearly doesn't care. He's not listening to me. He doesn't want to help me because if he did, he would, have, he would have taken this away. I've only prayed about 10,000 times for it to be taken away over 10 years. Why wouldn't he do it? Well, maybe it's because I was praying for the wrong things. Maybe it's because he didn't want me to be, to be miraculously fixed. Maybe he wanted me to hit rock bottom. Maybe he wanted me to humble myself. Maybe in his answering of my prayer, it would have done more harm than good for me. And so for you, you may be looking to pray through the addiction and say, well, why isn't prayer working? God just has forsaken me. He doesn't care about me. If he did care about me, then he would have come in and snatched this away and and I would be done. That's not how this works. God is not a personal genie. God is the almighty. His will and his way is best. And if he had come in and taken away my addiction the way I wanted him to, I would not be recording this podcast right now. It's only because he allowed me to hit rock bottom, he allowed me to come to the end of myself, that I started to find freedom from this addiction. That I finally realized I have to do something. Other than just read my Bible and pray, I need to seek help. I need to seek accountability. I need to humble myself and actually go talk to brothers in Christ about my problems. That's really scary. Nobody wants to do that. But that's what had to be done. And as soon as I did, I started to find freedom. As soon as I started to come to the end of myself and recognize, man, I have to do something about this, is when I started to find freedom. Well, prayer does work. It's just that God wasn't answering it on my timeline and in my way because his will is always better. And he knew that had he done that, I would not be able to help people the way that I do and be able to work with people on a daily basis for sex addiction. And so what should we do? Is that to say prayer doesn't work? Of course it works. We know prayer works, but we should be praying for different things, not just for God to take it away. Please, I don't want to have to deal with this anymore and miraculously come in, snatch it out of my life and and throw it away far away from me. That's the easy answer. That's the miraculous answer. Miracles, I do believe, happen by God through prayer. At the same time, we have to learn our lessons here. We have to recognize that God has a grander plan And his power is perfected in our weakness. And that doesn't mean he leaves us alone and he's okay with us staying in the addiction and never working on it. But he does want people who very seriously want to get out of this addiction. They don't just want the miracle to take place. They're willing to do whatever it takes to get out. To fight the old man of sin, the flesh, and to pursue the spirit. That's what God is looking for. So what should we pray for then? First, pray for accountability partners. First and foremost, pray for for you to find the right people in your life to provide the right form of accountability to help you get out of this addiction. 
Jesus spent 40 days fasting in the wilderness before he picked his apostles, people that would walk alongside him, people that would ultimately take the gospel once he was gone, but people that were willing to devote their lives to the gospel. He fasted. He prayed. Prayed to God. For 40 days, he did this. We should be willing to maybe even fast about this and to pray that God might bring in the right men into our lives to be accountability partners. Or the right women, if you're a woman, maybe the right, right women in your life. But we ought to be praying for our accountability partners. And not just praying that God might lead us to appropriate accountability partners. Be praying for your accountability partners. Especially if they're struggling in the addiction. Be willing to pray for other people. But be praying, be praying for them that they might stand strong. Pray for recognition of triggers. Father, if there is something that is causing me to fall, to stumble, please open my eyes to this. Help me see what I need to see. Help me recognize the triggers that are are leading me to temptation, leading me to stumbling and relapsing. Please, Father, give me an understanding, a greater level of understanding of my triggers and help me to see things from your perspective, not just my perspective. Third, be willing to pray for better activities to busy yourself to stay busy, to make sure that idle hands don't become the devil's workshop. Be praying for activities to come into your life. Maybe you get invited to a basketball league just out of the blue. You get invited to go work out with somebody. You get invited to do who knows what. Take those opportunities. Anytime you can pursue greater relationships over staying home and isolated, do it. Do it. You get invited to to go to a restaurant with your buddies, do it. You get invited after church to somebody's house to play some games, do it. You get invited to go help somebody clean up their garage for the weekend, do it. Whatever it may be, as long as it's pursuing a relationship, do it. And you say, well, I need my own personal time. Yeah, but what are you planning on doing with the personal time? We need to be very, we need to have a frank conversation with ourselves, basically, as to why is it that I want to isolate, that I want to stay home this weekend? Is it because I really genuinely do need a pick-me-up and I need to recharge my batteries? Or do I have some plans later? some things that maybe I shouldn't be doing, some things that maybe the accountability partners would want to know about. Pray for for better activities to come into your life. Pray for connection for those, not just accountability, but for those that might come in and provide the missing pieces in your sobriety. To provide not just the, once again, the accountability, but the connection, the relationship, the belonging, the acceptance, the love and support and care. So much of our addiction, we call it an intimacy disorder because we struggle to get close to people. Pray that you might find people that help you get close to them. That you might have friends in your life that come in and and provide the positive attachment that maybe your parents didn't give you. Pray for that. Fifth, pray for deliverance from temptation. Pray that God might illuminate the way of escape. We know 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he doesn't tempt us beyond what we are able, but there's always a way of escape. Pray that you might see it that your deliverance from temptation can be so bright and so obvious to you that no matter what comes, you know which way you're going, that your feet might stay on that path. Pray for that. Those are just five quick things that I think we can pray for. Again, for accountability partners, pray for recognition of your triggers, pray for better activities to busy yourself, pray for deeper, better, longer-lasting relationships in your life for that intimacy, pray for deliverance from temptation. There are so many more we could pray for. Pray that you might find the right therapist to help with your trauma. Pray that you might know how to best handle this situation, this talk with your wife, this discussion. Pray that you might have the boldness to say what you need to say to your accountability partners, to your spouse, whatever it may be. It's so important to keep God at the center of this because God is the reason why we're trying to break the addiction. 
We are ultimately trying to be holy. We're trying to come toward him with righteousness that he provides for us. We're trying to walk in the way of Christ. That's all done sober, not relapsing, not going back into the addiction. We want to pray that God helps us in these areas, that he fills us with the Spirit, that we might know how to break free from this. And then thank him along the way. When he answers these prayers, make sure that you thank him. Don't be like those, those nine lepers who were healed and only one came back, right? I'm glad that they were, went into the city and that they were healed and that was, that was fantastic, but they forgot to say thanks. Don't be that. If you're praying for these things, make sure that you're thanking God and you're recognizing along the way. And to that point, I might even keep a prayer or gratefulness journal. You're praying that God might provide accountability partners. I bet you God steps up in a big way. If you pray in faith, I bet you he steps up in a major way. And as far as it goes with reading your Bible, just a quick note on that. This, hey, just read and pray. Just read and pray. It can be so cliche, but there is power in that. Again, if you're praying for the right thing, it's not just for God to take it away willy-nilly, come in, miraculously take it away without you doing any of the work, without you humbling yourself, without you hitting rock bottom, without you dealing through or you know working through the trauma, any of that. Make sure that we're praying for the right things. But when it comes to reading your Bible, make sure that you're walking with God. Yes, in prayer, but also that you're understanding what he wants from you. That you don't beat yourself up out of shame. Man, I'm not doing these things. But you say, praise be to God that he has given me his word that helps me understand how to grow closer to him. That's incredible. That's amazing. Thanks to God that he has given us his word that shows us how we ought to live. No, porn addiction is not what he intended, but he also doesn't hate you. God loves you very much, and he just wants the relationship. If there's anything we know from Scripture, it's that going back to Genesis, all the way through Revelation, God craves relationship with us. He wants to walk in the garden with us. He does it at the beginning. He does it at the end. He wants to walk with you. He wants to walk beside you, alongside you, helping you in this. Give him an opportunity to, by getting in your Bibles and understanding what he wants from you, not just hey, well, God wants me to stay sober and stay away from porn. Yeah, he does. But there's a lot more that God wants. Don't just boil the addiction down into that. And be willing to pray actionable things. Be willing to read and be willing to pray actionable things in your life that are going to help you get out of this addiction. We can pray through the addiction. But do we pray through? And it kind of goes into how do you define the word through? We're going to wrap up with this, but how do you define the word through? Pray through the addiction to the point that prayer is the thing that pulls you out of the addiction. Yeah, it's certainly going to help. All of these things together are going to help pull you out of the addiction. All of these things have to be done in order to pull you out of the addiction. The accountability, the recognition of triggers, the activities that that you can do to get away from uh, from porn, and the better relationships, and the deliverance from temptation, and working through the trauma, and all of those things. That should be accompanied with prayer. So are we praying through in terms of getting getting past the addiction? Yeah, prayer has to be a part, but I choose to look at it as you're praying through the addiction in that while you're in your addiction, through it, while you're going through it, be deep in prayer. Think about God throughout. Pray to God when you're tempted. Pray to God when you're not. Thank him when you're not. Prayer ought to come into every part of this because God is good. So with that, I hope that has been a helpful discussion of the idea just read and pray. That can be really discouraging to hear time and again. Don't let that be cliche. Just recognize that we do need to be praying for other things. That's not always the ticket where we get to sit back and watch God work. God wants people who are active. He wants people who are are picking up their own cross and dying daily. Yeah, he died for us on the cross, but he also asks us to sacrifice some things. In the midst of praying, in the midst of drawing closer to him, in the midst of studying his word, we still are asked to do things on our own. 
do it, or not on our own, I should say, but with his help. We're still asked to do things with his help. Make sure we're doing that and not just looking for the easy, miraculous way out. Sobriety is miraculous. God working through you, the sobriety that I have, God working through me in this podcast, all of this is miraculous. It shouldn't happen. But his power is made perfect in my weakness. If I can tell others about what I went through in order to point others to Christ, to a deeper relationship with God, a better prayer life, yeah, I am glad to have suffered in order to hopefully bring other people closer to Christ. And I hope you feel the same way. With that, we're going to wrap up. And I hope to see you all next week. Thank you for listening.